Hey everyone, before we start the show today, I have an important favor to ask you. Over and over again, we've had people tell us just how much they love our unique show format, coaching everyday freelancers to help them scale. But here's the tough truth. We can't do a show like this on our own. Sure, we could just do a few interviews with the same authors and experts you hear on all your other favorite podcasts, but we love talking with real freelancers in the trenches. So here's the favor. If you've been lurking in the shadows, if you've been listening for a while, but you've never come on the show, we need you. Visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page where you can sign up to come chat with me and Clay on your own episode. Your business doesn't have to be perfect, your website doesn't have to be live, and you don't have to know anything about podcasting. We want to help you make progress in your business. That's it. So visit freelance2founder.com or click the link in our episode description and we'll chat soon. Okay, now on to the show. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, our guest totally skipped out on us. So Clay and I hit record to discuss something we see a lot of business builders get wrong, marketing budgets. You know that phrase, you've got to spend money to make money? Well, you might have thought that's not necessarily true. I get referrals for free. But you do have to spend money in order to scale your business. So how can you know exactly how much to spend on marketing efforts next year? Today, we'll walk you through a simple formula for identifying just how much you should pay for marketing without taking on too much risk. Stay tuned. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules restrictions apply. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance. 
to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee from Milo.co. Joining me on the air is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay, buddy. Hey, how's it going? We've been chatting. This episode. <laughs> We've been chatting before we hit record here and um, having a good old time. And we thought, you know what? Let's just hit the record button and uh, figure out what, what's going to happen here. Today, we want to chat about marketing, something that we both love, something we both have done professionally, continue to do professionally, and something that, frankly, like your business will die without is, is marketing, like quality marketing and knowing how marketing works, understanding. And when I say like how marketing works, man, I hate it when people are like, Oh, you work in marketing, so like you have a Facebook page. Yeah, that's not mm. marketing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess let's Clay kick, kick us off here. Like, what what should people who are trying to go from freelancer to founder, people listening to this show who care about scaling their business, like what should they be thinking about when it comes to planning for their marketing for next year? Yeah, so uh, this is actually a really good time because uh, at the time of us recording this, is the we're coming up at the end of November. Yeah, uh, in yeah my and we'll opinion, air this in December. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in my opinion, December, uh, and this is this is just the way I work. Um, I I try to take December off, pretty much, quote unquote. Like I'm I'm like in maintenance mode. I don't really do that many active things in December just because like Christmas, you know, like and yep. then you got yep, New Year's. There's that weird there's that weird gap between Christmas and New Year's that <laughs> nobody really does anything, you know uh-huh. what I mean? You can't get people um, to email you back even if you did work, no. so you might as well take it off. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I I a couple of years ago I I kind of accepted the fact that December's just a wash and I'm just going to tr- work like hell in the first 11 months of the year. Um and so so like kind of the end of November and December, that's when I put together my marketing plan uh, for the next mm, year. Yeah. And so um, this is this is the time. A lot of people like they they mess up. I don't know why they do this. They wait until January to do this crap. And right. You know, yeah. it's like okay by this by the time it's all said and done, and they actually finished it, they're already into February. You lost a totally. whole month. I've done and that. Yeah, yeah, I've done it too, and it's it's a big mistake because you lost one twelfth of the year, mm-hmm. you know, just, or just or like more if you're not, if you're not going to work as much in December, you've now lost one eleventh of the year. That's almost ten percent of the oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And then so. like if you want to equate that into dollars, like everybody can do mm-hmm. the math, mm-hmm. um, and it's so much money. So now's the time. Um, I December is like a really good month for most people to just kind of quote unquote take off. Um, and that's the way I do it. So, like, it's a good time to put together a marketing plan and budget. And so, um, the the uh, the biggest question I get all the time is, it's not what marketing strategies should I do, because there's a lot of a lot of business owners are like, 
they're kind of educated in marketing. They're they're aware of different marketing strategies that people are trying, or like SEO, Facebook ads, like just those mm-hmm. phrases get thrown around a lot. Yeah, and totally. so like, and I'm not saying they know they know what to do with it. Uh, they they don't. Most of them don't. Um, they've just heard the, those phrases thrown around, and so they're like, okay, in 2022 or the next year. Um, I'm going to try Facebook ads or I'm going to try TikTok ads, you know, because it's like the thing, it's the shiny thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the, uh, a very, very common question is how much should I spend? That is the magic question. Yeah. And people don't really know. And I think they go about it backwards or I mm. should say, I should say they go about it forwards, but they should be doing it backwards. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) What do you mean? What I mean is, like, we should reverse engineer this. And so people will like, okay, so they'll they'll start they'll start from the left and go to the right. What I mean is, they'll start on the left and they'll start with, okay, what strategies do I want to try? And then over to the right is, okay, based off that, let's calculate a potential revenue that I I may make. In twenty in in the next year, and so what it should go the other way around. You should to try to you should determine how much money or uh, revenue you want to make. Like what's your goal, and you should reverse engineer out of that and determine what kind of marketing budget it will require to make that revenue goal. Mm, okay, it's so much easier to do it this way because like. If I do it, if, if like if you, if you were to do it the other way around, you're like, okay, um, I'm gonna spend X number of dollars on SEO. I'm gonna hire an agency to do Facebook ads, so that's gonna cost X dollars. What they're doing is they're just coming up with a cost list. Yeah, so at true. least in their mind, uh-huh. it's a cost list. And so what happens is that if they look at it from a cost perspective, oh, it's gonna cost me. Uh, you know, $5,000 a month to do all the things I need to do. Um, now they look at it as a, as a cost uh, versus an investment. Yeah. I, I love that actually because um, I've, so I've done that. I think I've done it both ways if I'm understanding what you're saying. So, I, so I've definitely, well, and, and I've done this in, on a corporate level, like I hated this because they would ask you to just pull a number out of thin air. Like oh, for how, sure. much, how much do you need for, you know, Social media. How much do you need for email? How much do you need for whatever billboards? And <clears throat> I hated it because it was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to need. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to perform. I don't know what the ROI is going to look like. And yep. I think maybe what you're getting at, which I love, is like making decisions based on potential ROI. So you're saying, you're saying, if I, you know, if I do the marketing well, I could potentially make whatever a hundred thousand dollars next year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm going to spend. $20,000 to make $100,000 or something. Is mm-hmm. that kind of what you're saying? It is, yeah. Um, I, or is that not I, even reverse engineering it enough? I Well, so there's basically three numbers. There's three numbers that... Or really four. There's four numbers that people need to, to know to reverse engineer this, this... Or to use this reverse engineer formula. Okay. Um, and so what that... Uh, those numbers... So like... It's easier to do. It's easier to like show people how to do this. So since we're on a podcast, I'm going to do my best to explain this thing. <laughs> um, so 
just imagine. So if you're listening, get out a piece of paper um, and over to the right, write down how much revenue you want to do in the next year for, for like a total year revenue, right? So for sake of round numbers, we'll just say a million bucks. Because um, that's kind of the, I don't know, like people throw around seven figure business, whatever, right? Um, so we'll just use that number. Um, and then, so that's the first number people people need to. Know. <laughs> I love how you're just like, yeah, we'll just we'll just use that. That's fine, you know, a million bucks. Yeah. It's just it's million a bucks. million bucks. Yeah, million sure. bucks. Come on, million. <laughs> you know, you know when people a lot say of our six... listeners are like, um, I'm trying to figure out how to hire my, hire my first person <laughs> and find my first few clients. Well, but I think this is good. I think it's good. It really stretches us. <laughs> they okay. So if there is somebody here who's like, okay, I just want to make six figures. Yeah. Or 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 better yet, I just want to figure out how to just make a living doing what I love to do. Yeah. The really cool thing about this is that this formula works no matter what level you're on. So yeah. um so So don't be intimidated. Excuse me, don't yeah. be intimidated by the number. Yeah. <laughs> don't be intimidated. It's it's a it's just a I I I like to dream big. So <laughs> I don't um, think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, and and honestly, I don't like I would go higher than a million, but um, but we'll just stick with that. We'll just stick with that. So a million bucks. So that's the first number you need to know. So the, the second one is how many actual new clients does that mean? Right? Right. To, to, to generate a million bucks. So uh, of course, you know, we talk about monthly recurring revenue a lot um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, the sh- on the show. So if out of the million dollars, if you, if you do monthly recurring revenue... Just calculate how much you're, you actually are currently making with MRR, right? So out of the million, um, if you're making 200,000 MRR, okay, well, now your new number is 800,000, right? So instead of using a million, just say 800,000. Does that make sense? Oh, I see. So you're, sub- you're subtracting what you're already yeah. going to make. Correct. Yeah, so yeah. you already know so you're, you're going to make the t- your total for the year two hundred k in your in your monthly recurring revenue, not two hundred k a month for the year. For the year, yes, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the year, yeah. Okay, so you take your revenue goal, subtract out your MRR, and that's your actual goal number. So, so okay, um, so we're talking about identifying like the the gap between the two numbers because you already know that if if all your current clients stick with you or whatever subscriptions you already have set up with current customers. That will that will equal at you know around two hundred thousand dollars. Yes. So you want to take any concrete number that you already have. For example, I just uh, before our call, I told you that I just did a handshake deal where I booked um, like a sixty thousand dollar sponsorship for the full year. And so I would if if I wanted you know let's say I wanted to make um, a million bucks or whatever, I would subtract that sixty thousand then. Mm-hmm. From the million, and and then I would focus on the remaining, the balance yep. of that, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah, because you already know you're going to make that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't worry. Um, about it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, so we'll just stick with. I'm just for this purpose. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with a million. Okay. That's great. So let's just say. Um, so now you gotta you gotta going back to the formula is okay. Now do the math and calculate how many new clients does that mean that I need to get. To make a yep. million bucks, and the the other, uh, you need to know how much money do does each client, how much how much money is each client worth? So let's just hypothetically say, 
each client's worth $10,000, right? So yep. this is a freelance show. So we'll just say websites, right? Somebody's making websites and they make $10,000 for every new website client. Okay. Yep. That means 100 new clients. Now that may seem like super lofty, um, but we're just well, using actually it only means 80, numbers, right? Because we subtracted the 200K. Oh, yeah, 80. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So 80 new so clients, which is still 80. a big deal. <laughs> it is. And that, yeah. and if you want to put that in perspective, that's only like six or seven new website clients a month. Yeah. Um, sure. I, I say only, you know, that would only. be quite a lot for some You would definitely people. need a team, right? You would need, yep. you would need, because also let's clarify that we're not talking profit here, right? This million dollar number is your revenue. top line revenue, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So 80 clients. So now you know how many new clients you need. Now, the next step after this is uh, you need to determine how many prospects slash sales meetings, okay? Prospects. Mm -hmm. And when I say prospects, I mean these are actual people you sit down with or have a Zoom with and you actually made a sales pitch. Yeah. Right? So if my closing ratio is, say... 70%, 70%, and this is a number that you need to know, um, or you, if you don't know this, just guesstimate this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should, but you should figure it out at some point. Yeah, you should figure so it out. This is a critical yeah. number. So if my close ratio is 70%, you just back out of that, reverse engineer. So you take the 80 and you divide mm-hmm. by 0.7. Mm-hmm. So if your close ratio is 30%, you divide 80 by 0.3, right? Mm-hmm. So 80 divided by 0. 0.7 is 114 prospects, sales meetings. So just to recap where we are right now, according to the math, in order to make a million or $800,000 of new business, I need to have 80 new clients and therefore I need to have 114 sales meetings throughout the entire year. We get people coming on the show all the time and here's what they say. I know you guys preach the importance of hiring, but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn Jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team, and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part, posting a job on LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing. And suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's perfect. Yeah. So those are prospects. Now, the next step after that is let's determine how many leads we need in order to come up with 114 prospects. So this can be, this number, like how to calculate calculate this can be all over the board. But I think a good conservative realistic number is 10%, right? 10% of your Mm -hmm. leads will turn into sales meetings. Yeah, okay. So you take the, right now we're at 114 sales meetings or, or prospects. Divide that 
by 0.1, right? So that's 10%. Now we're sitting at 1,143 leads. Right. And you could round up to 1,200 and, and say like you need 100 leads a month. Yep, or 100 like that, leads right? a month, yeah. Yep. And a lead, I just want to clarify, a lead is... So a prospect, just going back, a prospect is somebody who's actually interested in your service or product, and you actually had a meeting about with that with that person about potential, them potentially hiring you. So that's a prospect. A lead is someone who fits the demographics or, or basically in your target audience, but they're not in a buying mode right now. They could in the future, but not right now. Yeah. So yep. basically a target audience. Yeah. So, the, but this is going to be like so. We're sitting at twelve hundred leads right now. Um, these can be people on your email list, your texting list. Um, they could they could follow you on social media, but they're somewhere in your circle at some at, on on some level. Um, so they follow you. So twelve hundred new leads. Mm-hmm. New people. That's critical new because people. you might have like a Facebook group with twelve hundred people in it. That's not the same thing, right? You Correct. Need- According to these sample numbers, twelve hundred new people to be interested or or become you know notice your business. Out of those people, uh, one hundred and fourteen of those people will become sales calls. Out of those people, if you have a seventy percent seventy percent closing rate, eighty percent or sorry, eighty people will become clients, and that will help you ultimately eighty times a ten thousand dollar website will mm-hmm. give you. The eight hundred thousand to make up the remaining, just to walk everybody back through the math all the way, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now at this point, you know how many leads you need. So that's mm-hmm. twelve hundred mm-hmm. leads. That's a hundred leads a month. Now the question is, well, I how much? How much? What does that equate to as far as dollars? Marketing cost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how much does it cost to get one lead? Right. One lead, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and this is going to vary across the board, obviously, depending yeah, on the. On the on the marketing strategy ad campaigns that you're doing, but a number that I always strive to get, and this is from an advertising perspective, is fifteen dollars per lead. Like I try to go lower than that. Yeah. So and, and I think this this varies entirely on how much your customer is worth. Like. You know, if if for some reason your business model is different and you only make thirty dollars from a customer, maybe you're selling like templates or courses and you make thirty dollars or a hundred dollars instead of ten thousand dollars, then obviously you can't spend. I mean, I guess in theory you could spend fifteen dollars to make thirty dollars, but it's going to be a lot slower climb, Ooh. right? Yeah, <laughs> to, to spend fifty percent of your customer revenue on marketing costs. So just yeah. to clarify, like that 15 number makes sense when you're making 10 grand for a, a website, but may mm-hmm. not make as much sense when you're making. And in fact, it wouldn't make any sense at all because you're saying that's the cost of a lead. And so that's not even the, the cost of a customer, right? Um, yeah, that's, that's the cost so, of a, yeah, yeah, that's the cost of a yeah. lead. And if somebody's spending $15 to make 30, that is that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Yep. You know, in, in my opinion, it needs to be a minimum a one to four ratio. So if they're spending fifteen dollars, they need to at minimum be making sixty, uh, in in order to have a viable, profitable business. Yeah, and and that'll make more sense here in a second because like if if that's the case, they, there's there's a whole separate issue. It's like okay, well, you're either not priced high enough, or 
or something. There's something else wrong. But like in in all the marketing stuff that I've ever done, $15 per lead is about the benchmark that I strive for. And and this this I, I want to clarify too. This includes all testing. All testing. Because a lot of people will say, well, you know, I got uh, I'm doing Facebook ads and I'm getting uh uh, every lead, every lead is costing me a dollar, a dollar and fifteen cents. Well, what like, they yeah, don't you tell spent you, a hundred grand in testing to get you there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's got to be all inclusive of that, of all that testing budget. So fifteen dollars a lead times twelve hundred leads in this in this example is eighteen thousand dollars a year for the year. Yep. Now, this is advertising budget, right? Not marketing. So yeah, good point. If you if you pay somebody for a website, if you pay somebody for SEO, if you pay somebody to manage ads, like you got to tack that on to this this eighteen thousand dollar number. Yeah, the eight, so the eighteen thousand in this particular example really is just lead generation budget, right? And lead generation is like one facet of your total marketing budget. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, lead generation, um, specifically ad campaigns. So, if you're running mm-hmm. Facebook ads, these mm-hmm. this this eighteen thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars a month. This is how much money you're you are spending directly to the platform. So, whether it's Facebook or Google AdWords or TikTok ads, like this is the total number that mathematically, yeah, how much it would cost you to get the number of leads that you need, but Again, if you do SEO, if you hire somebody for SEO, SEO might cost you, let's just say, $1,000 a month. Well, guess what? There's another twelve k a year that you need to add on to the $18,000. So that's where you start tacking on all of the other marketing expenses on top of the ad budget. Right. And then divide that... Add all that up, divide that number by 12, there's your marketing budget. See, and I, and I still think you could reverse engineer that portion of it as well. Like, like I, I like to work in the full cost, not just <clears throat> the ad budget, but the full cost of like hiring someone to manage it or to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to know, I want to know what's my all-in cost of getting a new customer or a new client. Uh because that helps me then set my prices for like how much I need to be charging clients in order to be hitting a certain profit margin, mm-hmm. right? And so like it's not I don't I don't find it as helpful to know what my lead generation or advertising cost needs to be without knowing the the all in cost. Like what's it going to cost me all in to make this happen, mm-hmm. uh, including hiring people, including paying for software, including testing, like you said, like all of that. And it, it can be hard to like estimate, but the, the better I get at estimating, obviously, the better my marketing goes because uh, because I waste less money and I waste less effort, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like knowing those, and it's just good to have those numbers too, because like then throughout the year, you're not surprised. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. And yeah, I, I love I love that you brought this up because I actually so I recently published just a little guide or ebook or whatever, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but on the blog, I published this. This it, it was. It started as an article that I wrote for uh, Flywheel. If you're familiar with Flywheel, yeah. 
Um, and and I I added a bunch of stuff to it and kind of filled it out and turned it into like this cool little guide. And it's just called for now. Um, how to get 10 new clients in 30 days. And it's sort of meant for beginners. But what I love about what you've said today is like the math works the same way for for whether you're at the very beginning or whether you're trying to get to a million bucks or or more. Right. And so yeah. like I I did I did less about revenue and more about um how to get more clients and and like the conversion numbers around those clients because the revenue is always different. Like we get we get people who on the blog and and even listening to the podcast, who can survive on twenty five grand a year, uh, depending mm-hmm. on where you live, right? And then you and I could never survive on that kind of money. Um, and and so there are people who legitimately need six figures or or seven figures uh, to to keep a business running and be able to pay themselves to to survive. And so like, um, depending on where you live in the world, it's different. But but what's not different is like is like how to get knowing the numbers to get a new client. So I love how this fits in. It like takes it to the next level. Because for me, it, it, here's here's the spoiler alert if you don't want to go download the book, <laughs> although I suggest you download it and keep it in your files. It's completely free. Um, basically, you, you have to know what your conversion rate is on converting a lead to a client, like you mentioned. And then yep. you, have, you have to know... Um, like you well once you know that number you can either improve your conversion rate or you can increase your outreach and when you do those both then your results exponentially they explode right and so like yeah. again this is easier to show visually as well but let me just run you through like let's say your current conversion rate uh when you talk to a client is 10% okay so in order to get one new client you have to talk to 10 potential clients, right? Mm-hmm. So if you talk to 10, you get one new client, boom. You you and regardless of how much you're getting paid, like you know that for every 10 people you talk to, in theory, for every 10 you talk to, you should get one new client. Okay, if you have a 10% closing rate. So if you want to get 10 new clients this month instead of one, then instead of talking to 10 people, you have to talk to 100 people and do as good or better. Yep. Right? And that's just simple math. So if so you can increase your outreach and you'll get more clients. Or you can improve your conversion rate. Let's say you go from 10 to 50%. Well, now when you talk to 10 people, you get five new clients. And so you get five new clients. Well, then what if you do both? What if you increase to 50% and you talk to 100 people? All of a sudden, you have 50 new clients. Mm. right? And mm-hmm. so it's not like that hard to reverse engineer and say, what are my current numbers? And how do I get to where I need to get in order to hit my revenue goals? And I love that you've now just taken it a step further and you say, how much is each client worth? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and how many clients do I need then to hit my financial goals for the year? It, for me, it, it it works out perfectly. I know a lot of people listening probably don't love math, uh, or probably don't love figuring these kinds of things out. This is the exact kind of thing you have to figure out in order to scale your freelance business. You can't continue yeah. to do this like roller coaster feast famine. I wonder where the next person's coming from. I don't know how much they're going to pay me. I don't know how much it's going to cost to get them. Like you have to start figuring out what these numbers look like in order to run an actual business. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a complete guessing game. Yeah, and, and another thing too, just on the, like just tweaking the needle, right? Like you're tweaking the process is like, okay, you can increase your close ratio. You can also increase the, the uh, uh, what did you call it? The input or the, the awareness? Yeah, like the outreach, outreach, the outreach like outreach. the number of people you yeah. reach out to or whatever. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, also just uh, increasing 
the the amount of revenue per client. So whether that's like uh, yeah, increasing yeah, yeah. your fee um, or adding on cross-selling, uh, you know, different mm-hmm. products, like mm-hmm. that right there could substantially affect your bottom line. And and just to your note on math, I know so many business owners who do not like math. They don't like to do it, so therefore they don't do it, and therefore they don't know the numbers in their own business. I. I would I would be willing to bet that more business owners than not do not know yeah. how much each client to them is worth, and that and how is, much it costs it, to acquire them, and how yes. much because and then and then therefore if they don't know those two numbers, they don't know how much they're actually making because yeah. you could be making a million. There are plenty of businesses out there. Like if you watch, <laughs> I don't know if you watch that Hulu show. I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, called The Profit. I haven't. Uh, I know what show you're talking about, but I yeah, haven't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcus yeah. Lemonis, he owns like a mm-hmm. bunch of companies, right? And it's super entertaining. But he goes in and these companies are making like three, four, five, ten million dollars a year and they're mm-hmm. losing money. Yep. Yep. It's it's because they don't know the math. Yeah. And and I, I would tell you, every if you if you meet a hyper like a very super successful entrepreneur or business owner. Mm-hmm. They all have one thing in common, at least one thing, and that's they know math very, very quickly. They know their numbers. Yep. And yep. it's they do. it's it's surprising. And they know it quickly too. Oh, like yeah. it's super fast. Um, they know how to do the math on their business very, very fast. And it's like it's just baffling to me. Like I, I just did a um I just did a whole marketing thing uh for for someone. Who owns a? Um, I'm, tr- I'm going to try not to be identifying here, but um, mm-hmm. they have they have several locations, and he's been in business for like 12 years, and it, he he's successful. Okay, like from the outside looking in, he's successful. And I asked him. I said, "How much money does each one of your your customers spend with you each year?" Did not know the answer. Yeah. Did not yeah. know the answer, and I'm yep. like, that is a mistake. Well, and you might you might be asking like, well, what's the big deal if he's successful? You know, who cares? Um, and and the truth of the matter is like, it's so liberating, and I think exciting and fun once you nail down those numbers, because then like, if you've been trying to figure out how to grow, which I know tons of people listening in, that's that's the whole reason they listen to this show is like, how do I actually grow my business? If you've been trying to figure out how to grow and you just can't figure it out then you have to start with those numbers. When you know the numbers, growth is so easy because because you go, okay, I'm going to make top line, which when we say top line revenue, we mean before expenses. I don't mean to like Mm -hmm, condescend mm -hmm. or whatever, but but I know some people listening may not be as familiar with the financial terms. So so top line revenue is before expenses. Bottom line revenue is after after expenses. I keep catching something in my throat. I apologize. (laughs) So... uh, um, if you, where was I headed with that? <laughs> what I was saying was, once you once you know those numbers, it can be so easy to then say, okay, top line revenue on a client is ten thousand dollars in a yep. year. I can spend, you know, and then you know, expenses on on any client. You have to know that number too. I'm going to spend three grand to hire someone to help me to pay my own whatever to pay blah blah blah, and then you have leftover money that you can say I can. I can technically spend, not the best decision, but I can technically spend up to $7,000 to get this client in the door and I can still make money. 
Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And so like then you start saying, okay, how can I, ooh, how can I bring that number down, way down? How can I, how can I get that client for, you know, 500 bucks? How can I get that that client for whatever? And then I get to yeah. pocket the rest. And it becomes really, really fun knowing what your numbers look like. Yeah, I, I'm glad you you kind of painted that picture because like a lot of people, and this goes, this goes to the same point of what you talked about, like, okay, if somebody's spending $15 to bring in 30, and I said, okay, it needs to at least be a one to four ratio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so because if you're not if you're not doing a one to four ratio, uh, once you add in like overhead expenses and yes. your time, yeah. like you're not a profitable company, like in my opinion. So so a ten thousand dollar client, uh you could spend twenty five hundred dollars a, a, a cost cost to acquire that client, right? And you could still be a profitable business, like once you add an overhead and your time and all that stuff. So I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it gives now 2,500, in my opinion, for a ten thousand dollar client. So it's 25 percent, wonderful. That's that's a, that's, a, that's on the high end, okay. So I want to I want to be very clear about that. But uh, I do want the reason I'm bringing this up is because it gives uh, hopefully it gives people realistic expectations of what it costs to actually. Acquire a new client because, like, when when someone and I, I run into this, this all the time is when someone has a ten, you know, every client's ten thousand dollars, and someone says, "I want to, I need to get more of these ten thousand dollar clients," and then their budget's like, "Oh, you know, I can, yeah. you know, if you if you ask them, if you ask them, how much are you willing to pay per client?" and they'll say like a hundred dollars. Yeah, they're like, "No, yeah. there's a mismatch here." Somewhere, yeah, right? or they don't want to have any budgeting. Uh, sorry, marketing budget at all. Yeah, right. They want to just like have referrals and and look. I get mm-hmm. I get that because then you get to pocket more of the money, but but that's not how you scale. Yep. You scale by figuring out these numbers and then being willing to invest, knowing if you know your numbers, then you know if you invest. You know, coming back to your original example, twenty five hundred bucks into getting. A hundred and what did we say? Twelve hundred or something leads in a month, yep. which turns into one hundred and fourteen prospect calls, which turns into eighty clients. Like that's the math makes sense if you can just figure out those numbers, and then you don't have to like skimp on marketing budget. You can confidently spend your marketing budget because you know you'll get it back, and then yeah. and then lots more. And this is why this is why uh, you see like software companies or or just really any company who does affiliate programs. Mm-hmm. This is why they spend up to twenty to thirty percent of the the revenue yeah. as an affiliate uh, fee, right? Yeah. They, they will pay somebody thirty percent of the revenue to the person who referred them because they they look at it as okay, this is a marketing thing. Yep, and so they're not. Losing money at twenty or thirty percent affiliate. Yeah. So I mean, even yeah. like one of one of the most popular affiliates in the blogging space, which we don't do a ton of work with, but we do some, and I have friends that do way way more volume, like tons of volume with them, is Bluehost. And Bluehost mm-hmm. is sort of famous for giving. I think like they start out at like two hundred dollars for a new customer, which is crazy because when you sign up for Bluehost. It, you know, you sign up for like twelve ninety nine, or I don't know something. Maybe yeah. they get you up to like fifty bucks or something. Like it is not, it is not, you know, four times that two hundred dollar fee they give you. But what they have figured out is that the lifetime value of their average customer 
yeah. is whatever. I don't know what the number is. It's probably like two grand or something. And so then mm-hmm. they're willing to pay you $200 because they know that if they can just get a customer in the door, that they will stick around for a long time. And so if you have a similar business model, you know, we're harping all the time on these like recurring revenue models. If you know that a, a, a client will come in and at least spend $200 a month for 12 months with you, like if that's your standard contract, right? So let's say that's a $2,400 client guaranteed. Could be more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if they stick with you after that first year. You start to see over time like, okay, an average client maybe stays for 18 months or something. So 18 times 200 is going to be $3,600. You can easily spend now $300 to acquire that client and still pocket over 90% or, or utilize over 90% of that revenue in other things besides the advertising. And so it just becomes really, really easy to decide how much you can spend up front to acquire a new client. Mm-hmm. And, and know when it makes sense. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah, it's like you, you, it, I, just because like business owners get hit up all the time with marketing, mm-hmm. advertising pitches, mm-hmm. like whether it's whether it's radio, yep. TV, Facebook ads, whatever, and they get pitched a certain number, and so they go, they think to themselves, oh yeah, I I, I don't know if this is any if this is going to be worth my. ROI, right? Like R- ROI is always yep. brought up, return on investment. How does somebody know? This is this is a rhetorical question, but maybe you can mm-hmm. answer it if you, want, <laughs> if you know the actual answer, because I would love to know. How does a business owner, if, let's just say they get pitched a $100,000 TV advertising uh, campaign, and then the business owner brings up, well, uh, what's the ROI on this? I want to yep. know. I want to know how a business owner uh, brings up ROI when they have no freaking clue the math behind their own business. <laughs> right, right. I think how that's, that's the issue. Right. Yeah. Is um is saying, <laughs> well, and and let's come back to this uh, sponsorship deal that I told you about at the top of the show. Like before we landed on the number, I said to them. Well, they so they threw out a number, and I said, "Well, how how many new customers would you need to make that number make sense?" Because I'm more interested in a long term partnership, right? I don't want yeah. like a one and done. I want to see if we can deliver for you what you need in order to stick together and keep collaborating, right? And so, and so, they they threw out some numbers. I said, "I feel comfortable that we can get you those kinds of numbers," but they had to have those numbers from from the beginning. And so the same yeah. thing happens. Like if you're designing websites, if you're designing Facebook ads, if you're running TV or billboard. And you say, you know, this billboard costs five grand for the month. How many new customers would you have to be able to attribute to that to make it worth it? Mm-hmm. They have to mm-hmm. know that number. You're right. And that's so we're, we're like, we're sort of flip flopping here. <laughs> In that scenario, um, you know, they have to know the same numbers you have to know for your business, right? Like, you have to know what the ROI is on your investment. That's mm-hmm. really what we've been talking about for the last 40 minutes here is like, Knowing this formula, putting these numbers together is really the ROI on your advertising and marketing budget, right? Is that yep. kind of oh for sure agree with that? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's uh if you know, if we can sum up if I if I had to sum up this episode in one word, it's math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do math well. <laughs> you, you have to know the math. Like math yes. is a part of business. At least yep. at least if you want to scale your business. 
if you're not worried about scaling, the only math you have to know is like, how much did I spend and how much did I make? And am, am, I, am I a positive number? <laughs> right? That's like yeah, the, for sure. that's literally the most basic math to, to be in business. Did I make more than I spent? But yeah. if you want to scale your business, if you want a business that grows, it's predictable, all the stuff we talk about on the show, you have to get a little more complex with your math, for sure. But even on the simplest, in, in the simplest form, right? It's like, how much did I spend? How much did I make? Is it more than what I spent? Like, even in that simplest form, you still have to know math beyond that to make sure it's not, to make sure it is worth the headache of owning a business. Because yeah, by the by the time you 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 add in all the hours and stuff that you put in, like you could be making three dollars an hour. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you could go work at freaking you know fast food or whatever for minimum wage and still make more money. (laughs) And you can clock in and out without having to worry about your business. You know? That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love love that we've had this conversation. I think far too many people probably don't know their numbers. Um, If I had to guess, just from my own experience, talking with freelancers, freelancing myself, depending on what stage you're in, like probably they don't know their numbers. So that's our Mm -hmm. maybe invitation Mm -hmm. challenge to you. And it's end of year time. Figure out your numbers. Figure out those numbers. Uh, I will include them in the show notes. But it's like top line revenue, um, number of leads you need to close a client, like what yep. your, your close conversion rate is, and then how much a client is worth. And that all sort of trickles back up to your final top line. Yeah, I'll, I'll add in there too. Yeah, so at knowing how much your, your, your what's called lifetime value of a customer yeah. or a client. Yeah, yeah. Um, your close ratio, you got to know that, um, and then uh, your your uh, cost of uh, your acquisition cost. Acquisition like, cost. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like really, those are the only numbers. Like everything that you just said and what I just yep. said, those are really the the only numbers to uh, to really like just from a thirty thousand foot view no, to to actually grow your business and know know from a from a from a snapshot, that's all you need to know. Like people will get into like these, these all these like metrics of like uh, Google Google Analytics and like impressions and blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like most uh, yes, I get it. Those numbers are important, but in my opinion, those numbers are only important if you are generating just a shit ton of traffic and mm-hmm. revenue, and yep. I mean like in the millions. Uh, otherwise. That kind of stuff, like those little nitpicky, little tiny data points, like they're not going to move the the needle that much. If you're not, especially if you're a new business or if you're just yep. starting out, or if you're a solo entrepreneur, don't worry about those numbers. Like, worry about those numbers whenever you're in the millions. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Because because then then small changes are making, you know, much much bigger difference. I agree. Yep. Well, I love it, man. Uh, I think this has been a, a fun call today, at least fun fun for you and I. Hopefully the listeners enjoy it too. Um, fun talking about stuff that you and I are passionate about because we are both marketers, uh, marketer entrepreneurs, and uh, we love we love the numbers. Like I definitely have been hesitant in the past about numbers or just not interested in the past, but it's mm-hmm. fun. Like once you get into it and you figure it out, it's fun because then you make tweaks and adjustments and like it actually impacts your business. It's a lot of fun to do. So. Yeah. I mean, we we literally just just summed up all of y'all, y'all anyone who's in, in school, 
We just summed up finance and accounting in one episode. <laughs> everything, everything you need to know from a business perspective, from finance and accounting, boom, done. <laughs> boom. <laughs> I can't believe how much time I wasted in those classes. <laughs> yeah, especially for like the size of businesses that we were talking to people uh, yeah. about. You know? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Good man. <laughs> Thanks for the good chat. It was a blast, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. See ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.